Welcome to the Center for Christian Spirituality podcast. What follows is an audio recording of the weekly contemplative worship service at Chapelwood United Methodist Church in Houston, Texas. For the next 40 minutes, you are invited to engage and rest with scripture, music, prayer, silence, and brief meditations. Our hope is that you will allow wherever you are right now to be a sacred space for you, perhaps by resting in a favorite chair or lighting a candle, by gazing out a window or relaxing outside. A guide for this contemplative worship experience, including prayers, scriptures, and song lyrics, is available in PDF format at www.chapelwood.org. You can visit that same website to learn more about the Center for Christian Spirituality. The Center provides resources for people who seek a deepening relationship with God in a way that transforms their relationship with God, others, self, and the world. We are grateful you're sharing the journey with us today.
worship. We come here to pray. Aware of our weakness, in need of your grace. Some of us hiding, some of us found. Standing together upon holy ground, boundless love and beautiful grace. my soul has been melted down under a sense of the infinite one's love for me, I have said, beloved, since none of my imperfections can make any alteration in your love, let your unchangeable grace make an alteration in me. Since my darkness cannot take away your love, let your love take away my darkness. Beloved, Change me into your image so I may love you perfectly, the ocean of love and goodness. Show. 
you to sit with the words of Isaiah, reflect upon these, hold them in your heart. With joy, you will draw water from the fountains of salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the fountains of salvation.
Four days ago, at this very hour, at three o'clock, I was praying in my house when suddenly a man in dazzling clothes stood before me. And he said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your acts of mercy have been remembered before God. Send, therefore, to Joppa and ask for Simon, who is called Peter. He's staying in the home of Simon, a tanner by the sea. Therefore, I sent for you immediately, and you have been kind enough to come. So now all of us are here in the presence of God to listen to all that the Lord has commanded you to say. Then Peter began to speak to them. In truth, I perceive 
that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation, the one who is fearing him and who is working righteousness is acceptable to him. As many of you know, uh, our family um, was recently given the gift of vacation in Utah. And this was the first time for any of us ever to be in Utah and and enjoy the the beauty of this space. And particularly, we um, spent uh, most of our time in Sundance, in the Sundance area, and uh, at Zion National Park. And there were two particular, um, very memorable experiences with water uh, that our, our family encountered um, while we were on vacation in Utah. One uh, was in the Sundance area. Um, we, uh, we took a little lift up um, the mountain and uh, hiked, I guess, about a, a mile and a half or so uh, to Stewart Falls, um, which I love waterfalls. And uh, although I haven't seen many of them in person in my life, and so uh, the hike took us to this beautiful waterfall, and um, you, you really couldn't see even how far up, um, uh, when you were there at the waterfall, how really high up it went. And, um, and so, you know, we waded across the little, little, little river to the other side and tried to climb up a little closer, and um, some people, some brave souls, actually, not in our family, but some brave souls got underneath the waterfall, let it just wash over them, and, um, and so it was this beautiful uh, experience, and one thing that really stood out to me was just the relentless nature of the, the pouring water, um, just continuously falling, and the power of it, and its relentless nature. Um, a few days later, when we went to Zion National Park, and, um, and Zion National Park is just a, an amazing um, place to be. Um, one thing that uh, really stood out to me while we were there is the Narrows. Um, so over at millennia, the, the Virgin River has carved its path down the many rock layers um, and, and carving um, these beautiful canyons um, and that are very narrow in, in particular places. And one of the most memorable of these is this, uh, this, this hike called the Narrows. And so um, you just, there's a couple different ways. You can hike all the way down or you can start from the bottom and, and hike your way up. And so we hike these three miles, uh, mostly through shallow water and um, to this one place and then had to hike back. And um, what stood out to me there, again, was just the relentless nature of the water that over millennia, where the Virgin River had started so much higher, it just over time just carved um, its way through all these different rock layers. And so as I've been thinking about my experiences at Sundance with this waterfall and, and, the, and the Narrows, and then thinking about, you know, this story... Um, this relentless nature of God's love is really standing out to me as it relates to these particular experiences. Um, when we were thinking about worship um, for this week, uh, this phrase kept on popping up for us, uh, where the river flows, the canyon grows. <laughs> and so where the river keeps on flowing, the canyon grows and, and it deepens. And so 
in, in light of this story, um, a couple of things really stand out to me. One is God's love is relentless and powerful. I mean, nothing can stop it. Uh, love wins, you might could say. Uh, and as we've seen over these past several weeks, as we've followed this, this story of the Acts of the Apostles, this, the ancient Jewish uh, Christian community was learning that any kind of boundaries they set up, uh, God was continually just to, to knock them down, um, to, to do away with them. Um, God was removing them, uh, like the virgin river cutting down through these rock layers at Zion. But the second thing that's been standing out to me is as we're faithful and relentless in our own devotion to God and in our acts of mercy and compassion to others, um, we too will deepen. Further revelation will be given that will deepen us and that will broaden our view of God, of ourselves, um, of the world, um, as just like Cornelius. I mean, Cornelius was simply staying faithful to his prayers. He was staying faithful to doing acts of mercy, and new revelation was given at a particular time. I mean, same thing with Peter. He was simply doing his prayers. He was staying faithful to what God had revealed to him at that point, and he receives this vision of, of these, this feast that God prepares for him, like descending from the heavens and God telling him to eat. And, and the, all these things are unclean to him, but God is removing those boundaries and revealing to him that God isn't a, a respecter of persons or literally an acceptor or receiver of faces. It doesn't matter what people look like on the outside or what we might label clean or unclean. God dis disregards all of that. And so Peter, he was just staying faithful and received new information, new revelation. And, and Saul, like we explored last week, who ends up becoming Paul, even seeing on our side of things how wrong he was in what he was doing and his zealousness, he was still faithful to his prayers, doing what he thought was right, and God shows up and gives him deeper revelation that transforms him and his life. And so for me, I take heart and encouragement in this, that as I stay faithful, uh, relentless in my own devotion to God and acts of mercy and compassion to my family and to other people, I will deepen I will experience a further deepening of God's love, God's revelation. It's amazing to me that um, in my spiritual journey, even when I, when I get to a place where I feel like, wow, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm kind of on a, on a good path. I'm, I've kind of hit my groove and, you know, things are, I, I'm seeing a lot. There's always more and more and more for me to experience. I mean, I, and I, that's been so true in my spiritual journey thus far. I can look back and I'm like, wow, I mean, I, what I'm experiencing now, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that even like a month ago. And I know that's going to continue just like the Virgin River, carving down these rock layers. I mean, we will continue to deepen and deepen. We cannot come to the bottom of who God is and God's love um, for us. 
So I encourage you to um, consider uh, God's relentless, uh, deepening love and how as we are relentless and continue to deepen and stay faithful, God is faithful to do this work of deepening uh, in us. Thanks be to God. take a moment to pray for yourself now that in your own heart in your own life as you deepen your walk with God that you would be open to new revelation with God, one in which we invite complete transparency both to God and to ourselves as we truly look at ourselves. Ask God to show you perhaps in your own life, in your own heart, where you have shown partiality in the past.
we're carried along in this river of boundless love of God, consider for a moment how you might be a vessel of that love and offer that to others.
As we prepare our hearts to come to the Lord's table, I would invite you to take just a moment in the silence uh, to lay down any burden, any weight, any sense of separation that you carry with you today, that you might fully present yourself to the Lord as you come to this table today. Would you take just a moment in the silence to confess to the Lord? Lord, we thank you that um, we can lay our burdens down at your feet. We can let them go. And that you separate these things from us as far as the east is from the west. We trust in that. We thank you for that today as we come to your table. In your name we pray. Will you continue to pray with me as we ask God to consecrate this table Oh, holy Lord, we thank you for the river of your boundless love that we find ourselves in day by day. And we thank you for your son, Jesus, who deepened this sense of boundless love through his love and his life. We pray that we could ponder that great love today as we come to this table, that as we receive this bread and this cup, that we might receive that love deeper and deeper into our hearts today. Lord, that somehow as we receive it, that we might be continually transformed. Let us never stay the same. Let us continue to be transformed by that love, that we might be vessels of his love in a world that so desperately needs to know it. May we pour that same sort of love into the lives of others that we encounter day by day. So as we come to this table, we pray that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts that match the heart of Jesus, our Lord. And we remember how he expressed that love in such a powerful way on the night in which he was with his disciples to celebrate that last Passover when he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body that is given for you. Eat this, and as often as you do, remember me. 
then in the same way, he took the wine. And he gave it to his beloved ones, his friends, his students and learners and said, take this, drink this, all of you. This is the cup of the covenant that is new and that renews. Take this, drink this. May you know that you are released from sins and the consequences of sins. May you be washed and cleansed and made whole. Oh, beloved one, oh, boundless love, we give you thanks for these gifts of love and grace. May they fill us that we might be filled with your life-giving, loving presence, that we might be vessels and vehicles and channels of your boundless love to our world. We give you thanks. We pray in deep gratitude. Amen. The gifts of God for the people of God. Please come. can 
see again. Let dead ones say I am born again. Oh, let the river flow. Oh, let the Thank you for your presence here with us this morning, whether you're worshiping with us in person or joining us online. We're grateful for uh, your being with us and your time and your energy and presence. And as we begin to um, transition from this place, I wanted to draw your attention to just a few announcements. Um, You'll see that we continue to have our summer book studies. Our next one is July 21st, which is um, online we're studying the book Atomic Habits. And then um, our in-person book study, the next session is July 27th in the Anchor House. And finally, um, today we are beginning a new round of Enneagram groups um, that will take place the next four weeks, beginning this Sunday. That takes place in the Anchor House from 10 to 11. We're doing it a little bit different this, uh, this round. Um, so if you're a, a type 3, 6, or 9, you'll be in one group. If you're 
uh, what is it, two, five, and eight, you'll be in another group, and then one, fours, and sevens will be in another group. These are called the harmony triads, and we can explain a little bit more about that um, if you come and join us for uh, this, this time of really supporting one another as we become more aware of our uh, illusions and the fears that often bind us and become more free so we can live more into who we truly are. Um, and allow God's boundless love to flow in and through us. So as we prepare ourselves to lead this place, I encourage you to take a few more moments and linger and listen um, and see if you can uh, perceive what is God's good word for you this day, God's personal benediction um, for you. And once you feel like you have received that or chosen that, uh, then we invite you to quietly leave uh, the chapel, this space, and then join us for some fellowship out in the foyer.